This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. This is episode 37, The Parables of the Law. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Jesus shares three parables back to back on the same content or topic of uh, seeking after the lost. Uh, I'm going to share just the, the story of the lost sheep uh, just for the sake of time. Uh, but you can always go back. Luke chapter 15 covers all three of these stories, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Um, suppose one of you had a hundred sheep is the story Jesus starts with. And if one of those sheep went missing, went uh, astray, um, would you stick around and, wa- and you know, be happy with the 99 or content with the 99 you have? Or would you frantically go looking for that one lost sheep? Jesus' argument is you go frantically looking for that one lost sheep. And not only that, when you find that one lost sheep, uh, the rejoicing, the celebration, the joy that will overcome you, um, you would go to all your friends and to all your neighbors celebrating with them that you found your lost sheep. Uh, Jesus ends this with count on it. There's more joy in heaven over one sinner's being rescued than over the 99 good people that needed no rescue. Hey, yo. dude, how you doing, back. man? We are back. We're back in the parables series and we're looking at the story of the lost sheep coin and maybe son. Uh, if we get that far, they're all yeah. covering the same topic, so there's a good chance that they interweave. But um, I feel like lost sheep and lost coin, man, they just get lost in yes. the shuffle in this lost. chapter, chapter in a chapter in the chapter <laughs> in this chapter <laughs> uh, because of of the lost son story at the very end. Um, uh, we pull so much out of it, but we choose to ignore the other ones. That's funny, man. Yeah. In this uh, chapter, they are, they're quick, you know, they're short, they're fast right at the beginning. And then, yeah, the prodigal son that kind of overshadows most of it. I love that you said chapter. I just want to keep saying that. Um, but yeah, man, today we are, uh, we're talking sheep and coins and, uh, who knows, maybe prodigal son, maybe not, but, uh, dude, before that. We are in a brand new week. It's Tuesday. How are you? How's life? Doing well. Doing well. Can't complain. Life is good other than everything craziness going on in our nation. But other than that, personally, life's great. (laughs) Yeah, man. This has got to be the wildest inauguration or about like pre-inauguration that I can maybe ever, probably not ever, but ever in my lifetime. This is this is nuts, man weird yeah i don't even know it's weird pure mind-boggling all the crazies just need to stop walk away right Um, that's the problem there's so many people in our country we just like there's not that many crazy people but when you have like 350 million people in a country (laughs) it's a lot of crazies dude (laughs) people that's true well it's let's just blame social media i think that's the easiest one to blame yeah. It gave them a platform to have a voice, one. Yes. So they think they're important. Yeah. Uh, two, it gave them a platform to connect with other crazies around the country. Totally. Uh, where before that just wasn't possible. Uh, you can only connect with the crazies in your in your city. Uh, so it was a limited number. 
and now it's just it's exploded. I don't even know. On both sides, there's crazy people. Yeah, hundred percent. It'd be nice when it's all done and over with. But let's be honest, I don't think it's gonna be done and over with anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, that's We're the thing. It's like the, you know, like in this world, you're gonna have many troubles. But take heart, I have overcome the world. You know, you like, hold on to it, man. It's you uh, hold on to that statement. It's just gonna keep coming. That's all right. And yeah, John sixteen thirty three. You know. Uh, we are going through a kind of redesign of marketing and there's some new teams cropping up and other teams being merged into different teams and all this stuff is happening. And yeah, man, last week when I was finding out all this stuff, um, you know, John sixteen thirty three really did like become the thing just in the back of my mind and that I was thinking about and praying about. Not to mention, and and that's just work stuff for me of like, is my role changing? Is it not? All of that. Um, let alone like all the stuff across our country and inauguration and I don't know, dude, just general sense of outrage and stuff going on. Um, but you know what? That's neither here nor there because Jesus already overcame the world. And uh, I don't know. True. It's just kind of, it's the drama of life, right? It's the drama of the everyday stuff right now so crazy crazy man yep yeah well and that's i think that's the biggest thing of when you're in seasons like this is letting yourself just let it go like get put yeah. it in jesus's hands give all your fears emotions thoughts about it to jesus and then yeah just move on yeah and trust he's got a, he's got a plan it's in he's in control still uh, i may feel like injustice has happened um no matter what that injustice may be um, but I just let it go. I let the injustice be and let Jesus um, still be Jesus and see what he does with it. Yeah. And it's like you and I, and most people, but I just try to like remind myself, what can I control? <laughs> what do I not even control? What can I influence at all? You know, I can't, I can't change anything about how whatever tomorrow's inauguration is going to be, is it going to be, you know? So I'm not going to stress about it. Like, yeah, I'll so watch, you listening, like they all, yeah. they all know what happens. It's like, yeah, you're in the future right now. You're in the future. That is to think about. This is a message uh, from the it's past. Gonna, it's going to go down with with the no fanfare, probably. Well, other than the media blowing things out of proportion, yeah, I think it's just going to happen. Yeah, we're all going to move on. Yeah, that or but we'll see. Or maybe by the time know. this comes out, you will have been raptured, and this episode will never. <laughs> Never yeah. be heard. Uh, just true. kidding. Just kidding. Maybe Jesus has come back. We need to get Kirk Cameron on well, our and podcast, that may be, bro. And that may be where some people are going. <laughs> but like, let me, I, I think it's worth saying. So like, there's a yeah. good chance that like, that may be for Christians looking at it saying, well, everything's just going to crap. So Jesus has to be coming back soon. Um, and I think times. we put too much value in the United States at that point, if that's where you're at. Because mm. let's be honest, it's just one small portion of, of the entire entirety of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I don't think Jesus cares as much about the United States as you think he does. Um, <laughs> I think he loves the you, people, not you, but the individuals you, as in those listening. I think he deeply loves the people, Yep. but I gen, I do not believe he cares about the government. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he cares about any governments. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Not man. The new covenant. <laughs> I don't either. I'm with you. Um, well, I hope as you listen to the start of this, you don't feel like we are downers because that's not what we're trying to be. 
just trying to encourage you. No. Worry about the things you can influence. And, you know, this is Parables uh, Week 2, our, our second kind of episode in the Parables. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited and about before these. we get to the Parable itself, oh, have you ever lost anything? Yeah. 100%. That was like devastating to you? <sighs> I, I don't know. I'm sure I've lost something that was devastating. But when you asked that, my first my first thought was the feeling of not knowing where my keys are when I have to leave or my wallet <laughs> uh, when I have to like leave the house to go do something or I'm uh, running late already. And just that feeling of like, crap, like it's gone, you know, or where is it? How did they move? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I've lost stuff for sure. Um, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, I put my stuff in the same spot every time. Uh, I won't share where that spot is just in case someone wants to break into my house yeah. and steal my stuff. But uh, <laughs> no, no, I do too. Yeah. But the second, the second I get home, that's where they live. I don't. I do too. I have one spot that I put everything. But now that I have like a little little kid who can run around and grab stuff, it's like, who knows, man? Oh, you got to put who it up knows? higher. Yeah. Well, they, they are high, but it's like things. I don't know. She can move chairs now. She can get like everywhere, oh, dude. Too smart for her. Own good. All she needs is five minutes, and she can basically get anywhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's gonna have a when that baby comes and you guys are distracted. Um, <laughs> she's gonna have you know the run of the house. I know. I know. She's gonna like reorganize your kitchen. <laughs> she's gonna you know she's gonna build on to the chicken coop in the backyard. It's just gonna be. Yeah. You're going to be like, what the heck? Is this as, even our house? As long as she stays in the house, things are fine. <laughs> if she gets out of the house, that's when things start to get a little bit more hairy. Dude, have you ever yeah. lost anything, uh, lost anything like that you were thinking about when you I asked the question? I was thinking about that. When I asked the question, then I was like, oh, shoot. I asked the question. I'm going to have to have an answer to the question. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't works. prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I've ever lost. I've been lost, and I remember the feelings of being lost, like as a child. Yeah. Where you like come out and you're like, "Oh shoot, my mom is gone." Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. a horrible feeling. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if I've ever lost anything. Oh, I thought I lost Jack once. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so I I go to work. I bring Jack with me one day, um, and I open the door. The second I open the door, if I don't say Jack stay, Jack is freaking bulleting out of the car. Uh, every still does it to today uh, and that's what he did he took off and i was like it's a big empty parking lot there's nobody yeah. around like whatever uh take off and i'll find him in a second well he yeah. took off like I, like oh, no. when i realized like i went to go open the door to go in i'm like where is my dog uh <laughs> start yelling jack where are you i go around the building a couple times jack is nowhere to be found uh he is gone uh, and there's that moment where you're like i just lost my dog uh, he's gone. what do I do now? Gone, gone. Yeah, he's and he, I was like getting to that place where I'm coming to the realization of like, yeah, he's gone. Like, I'll probably never. One of two things that happen: someone may call me, and we may get lucky. Um, you know, his tracker in his leg isn't registered to me; it's registered to a previous owner. Uh, so he might get a phone call. Uh, Gosh, <laughs> never got around to registering that thing, and then I lost the paperwork. So, um, <laughs> yeah. if you used to own my dog. At one point, please let me know if you ever find him. Yeah. Um, I think I even like went inside, went to my office, put the stuff down. I was just like, shoot, my dog is gone. Uh, and then I get a phone call. Someone found my dog down the street. That's good. Um, so I got lucky though. But yeah, That's there's really that moment good. where you're like, 
It's just that realization moment where like everything sinks. You're like, oh shoot, I just lost my dog. Yeah. What do I do now? And yeah, you Uh-oh. you literally do have to. When it's like that dog is in your care, you know, you can't just mm-hmm. be like, well, we'll see, and like go about your day. Like you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta do something. You gotta at least like get in your car and go look for them, or go walk around, call their name, whatever. Like send out a search yeah. party. You can't just be like, well, that's that. See you later. <laughs> He's gone forever. Yeah. Uh, though there's definitely days that I like open the front door and just be like leave, um, but he doesn't <laughs> go far enough. Here. Yeah, yeah. Stop being in my house. Yeah, yeah but no, he's uh, he's growing on me. Uh, but no, if I lost him, yeah, I'm definitely going searching for him. Probably calling up some friends to help me search for him. Yeah, um, he used to actually wear a tracker. I remember uh, that. that like, I had, remember that had a cell like phone GPS inside tractor. of it, kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. So he knew where he was at all times. <laughs> Um, because he liked to escape. Yeah, he was um, a little Houdini. But yeah, he was. He doesn't escape anymore, so. That's good. Well, he used to leave my parents' house all the time. Still does when he stays over there. Yeah. But he doesn't go far. He just wants to get out. Yeah. Yeah. So who knows? My dog just wanders off, and it's to the point now where I've just accepted she won't cross the road at our house. Uh, oh, that's so good. she has neighbors. <laughs> We have neighbors on both sides of us. They're both, they both have dogs and she goes and visits them all the time. Pretty sure she goes to Cookie's house and eats her cat food uh, every chance she gets because the cats get their food outside and that's where the raccoons hang out too. So (laughs) Clementine just has a life of her own at this point and I still get frustrated every time she runs away. I'm like, come back. Just, just like, I'll see you in 20 minutes, you know, like. Whatever. Yeah, I used to get frustrated when Jack ran away. Yeah, uh, but he's always come back, so now I just don't care. Yeah, and um, when he stays at people's houses, that like creates some angst for me, just because they're feeling the angst. Mm-hmm. So I have to tell him, "Hey, if my dog runs away, don't worry about it. Like that's not on you. It's what he does. Um, <laughs> it's like, who I will he not blame is. you if he if he's gone. Uh, um, it's just it's him. He likes to explore, and he doesn't like to be confined, which yeah. is like." That's the story of his life, man. Right. Does not like to be confined or controlled in any way. Right. Um, picking him up and carrying him. Oh, he hates every he second does of hate it. That. So I do it daily um, because I just feel like you gotta you gotta take shots at your dog. Yeah, you do. Um, you gotta remind them, you know, who's the dog like and crazy, who's the so human. Depends yeah. what I'm wearing that day on whether or not I'm gonna pick him up. <laughs> That's but, yeah. funny. Uh, but we all lose things. We all know what that feeling's like when when something's lost, yeah. and mm-hmm. and that was Jesus' point kind of mm-hmm. s- circling this back around is like, we all know that sure we can have a hundred of something, but we lose one of those things and that's important to us. Um, we're going to go frantically searching for that one thing. We're going to yeah. leave the 99 behind um, because we know they're safe and together um, to go chase after the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we find them, we're going to rejoice and we're going to be excited. And, you know, Jesus is telling the story to kind of give co- cultural context. You know, he's telling the story to a large group of people um, right after the Pharisees are getting frustrated because, well, Jesus welcomes the sinners and eats with them. Yeah. Um, and in this society, especially with the rabbis, the Pharisees, um, there's there's two types of people. There's the righteous and then there's the ungodly. Um, and, you know, you read through not scripture, but other Jewish writings um, and some rabbis and some Pharisees and teachers of the law 
go to the point of they won't even teach the law to the ungodly. Mm. Um, wow. Like they want to give an opportunity to understand why they're ungodly, right? Dang. Um, so there's there's this, and we still see this today, right? We, we still see us drawing lines in the sand. Uh, we still, you know, those are the others. Those are the Christian, the, yeah. you know, the non-Christians, yeah. the people we don't like. And then these are our people and, yeah. you know, that, that whole rigmarole. Um, and then Jesus' argument is like, no, your people's good. <laughs> why aren't we chasing after the one, right? Mm-hmm. Like... And in this argument, it's not like you, you know, Jesus is, is the shepherd in this story. Yeah. Um, so all of them are his and some have strayed away and chose to live life outside of his, his kingdom. Um, and he's chasing after those ones. This isn't the same for us, right? Like they're not all of ours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like we don't right. have 99, we don't have the hundred sheep at the mm-hmm. get go. So that that's, you can't put yourself in the story as the shepherd. You're one of the sheep. Um, mm-hmm. is, is how you get put in the story or you're, you know, could be the lost coin or you're the brother or the son in, um, the story of, of, um, the prodigal son. Yeah. So I think there's that piece too, that you gotta be careful where you put yourself in the story. Yeah. And in this part of the story, you know, this parable, we're the sheep. So he's looking at the Pharisees, the Jewish leaders, mm-hmm. um, and he's saying, no, 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 like you're good. Like, like there's more, you know joy and rejoicing in heaven when one of the sinners are rescued than you know one you know one of you that don't need rescuing yeah um, like you know the law um so there's that piece of it too yeah in just to add like the you know like you said they're they're mad at him because um basically this starts out now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to him to listen to him to jesus you know and it was like so known apparently to Luke and the Pharisees and everybody who the, who the sinners were, you know, the, the tax collectors, which I hate paying taxes as much as the next guy, but they knew exactly who the tax collectors were. They knew exactly who the prostitutes were. They were like, no, those are the sinners. Like you don't Mm -hmm. associate with them, you know? And they were all Mm -hmm. coming around Jesus and listening and they hated that because they're like, why i mean one it could just be why is he doing this differently than the way we do it and the way we were taught to do it because let's you know there there had been uh there had been pharisees for a long time at this point it's not like they had yeah just started teaching the jewish law a couple years before jesus got on the scene no it's like thousands of years you know so this was their tradition is we don't we don't teach these people we don't invite those those people in um but then Jesus comes in and he's breaking another normal, you know, he's, he's violating the, the way that the religious class kind of conducts themselves. And, uh, you know, that doesn't sit well with them to begin with, but really it's just because he was, I would say giving them full dignity <laughs> as like looking at them of like, you are 100% worthy to, to receive, uh, this message about the kingdom of heaven. Um, and he was giving them dignity, you know, FaceTime, literally. Yeah. Um, it's when I read stories like this, um, like I, I, I relate to the Pharisees. I get it. Yeah. Um, because you look at the tax collectors of the day, they're, they're scumbags. They 100% mm-hmm. are scumbags. Yeah. Not they're only like, yeah, the they're collecting taxes, overcharging. But yeah. They're, they're collecting additional taxes that they shouldn't be t- collecting. They're, they're, they're harming other Jewish people. Um, so I get where the Pharisees are looking and say, is like, Jesus, what are you doing? Like, you yeah. should be with us. You shouldn't yeah. be with them. Yeah. Like that completely makes sense to me. Um, but that's not the, the, 
you know, that's not the story of the gospel. That's not why Jesus came to earth. He came to heal the sick, not the, not the, the healthy. Um, like this is who he's chasing after. And it's the same thing in, in today's church too, right? Mm-hmm. Like we look at, you know, our personal preferences of how a church service should be or how a church should be ran in a specific way um, that is preference rather than, you know, doctrine. Um, and, you know, we get all up in arms and frustrated about certain things uh, because they're catering to the sinner. Um, you know, you have plenty of churches out there that build services around those that don't know Jesus with the hopes that they come to know Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's frustrated. Well, you're playing music I don't like. Well, who cares? Like the, the point isn't you. The point is the people that we're trying to track. Now, they wouldn't have to do that in all honesty, if you were just, you know, living out the great commission as you were commanded to, uh, <laughs> then, then they wouldn't have to build services that way, but you're not. So they had to figure out another way to do it. Um, <laughs> It's just the reality. Like it, it's so easy for us to find ourselves in the positions of the Pharisees or, or the religious. Um, and you know, our way is right. Uh, our way is, is, is the way it should be. And then Jesus come in and start shifting and turning yeah. things upside down. And some struggle with that. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it last week or it, it's been in the recent episode. Um, but we talked about this need of, um, you know, Jesus is looking for those that are still pliable. Mm-hmm. Those that are still flexible to still have some, yeah. some give, um, yeah. that are willing to make changes, um, in how they do things for the sake of, of, you know, the kingdom and new things he's trying to do and accomplish. Yeah. Um, like that's the type of people he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but so often we get so rigged or rigged, rigid, rigid. in our ways. <laughs> um, yeah. Or rigged it, depending like on it. you know what part of the country you're from, it could be rigged. That's right. That's um, right. <laughs> but you get so rigid in your ways of this is just how things are supposed to be, mm-hmm. um, that we, we're not flexible anymore. And, and in turn, Jesus stops using us. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts using others because you know, we're stuck and you see this in churches, why churches start to die off and mm-hmm. church death is normal. Um, it's not a bad thing. It's, it's just a normal journey that churches go through. This is why we don't see any of the ax churches still around. Um, right. And that's okay, uh, but you know churches die uh, oftentimes prematurely because um, their leaders and their congregations decided to. This is how we're going to do things. We're not going to. This change. is the only way we're uh, doing things. Things we're that not changing. changing. Yeah. Or we turn things. And going back to going back to even the Pharisees in that way, like we've turned preference into doctrine. Mm-hmm. You know, this is how because of this, this, and this verse. This is how you're supposed to do it. If you don't do it this way, you're in sin. And those verses are debatable and questionable at best of what they're trying to push. Um, and you end up in that place just like the Pharisees were of, no, this is doctrine. We stay away from unclean people. Yeah. Um, that's what we do. Um, and Jesus kind of shifts that and turns it all around and says, yeah, this is the new kingdom. This is what it's going to look like. Yeah. And sorry if you hear uh, a little bit of crying in the background, that's my daughter uh, getting up from her nap. But so Josh, you were talking about be careful of who you make yourself out to be in this. Like you should look at yourself as one of the sheep. But, uh, I was just thinking like how much of this is leadership. How horrible is it? Andrew can still hear me, but he muted his microphone, but how horrible is it that like you wake up from an app just crying? Because your nap was one so good, like you just enjoyed it that much, and then like just the shock to your system that it just lets out this curdling cry. It's so sad. 
uh, I just, I feel bad for, for those babies that like, we're just enjoying life we're sleeping. And then all of a sudden reality sets in and this is how they respond to it, which is probably how most of us respond to it in all honesty. But who knows? Andrew is still, uh, he's waving his fingers. Like I should continue to talk, but you know, looking at the, the parable, um, again, and, and kind of maybe even shifting gears and Andrew can shift back if he needs to, but you know, looking at the, the story of the coins, um, I, I think it's always interesting when, and this isn't necessarily doctrine or good theology. I'm just making an observation here. Um, you know, that Jesus uses coins, something of value to describe humanity. Uh, and, you know, all coins and silver coins in, in this you know specific case, they have value. They have a decent amount of value. How much value be really interesting to know. I don't actually know off the top of my head. Uh, oh, thank you, Bible Gateway, for giving me the answer. It gave you the answer? Um, but this, yeah, these silver coins are about a day's wage. Nice. So that's, that's a chunk of change. Yeah, it's um, not nothing. And the fact that the the nine coins that he didn't lose are just as valuable as the one coin that he did lose. Um, so the same thing is here is, is true. Um, those that don't know Jesus or have a relationship with Jesus have just as much value as those that do know Jesus. The only sad point of it all is those that don't know Jesus, um, when they breathe their last breath, unfortunately, that separation they had this entire life will continue. Um, they won't spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. And that's a sad moment. But both are valuable. Both are worth pursuing. Both are worth um, you know, rejoicing when, when found. Um, and I think that's a, that's a struggle for us oftentimes is we don't, um, um, we don't see value in those that don't believe the things that we believe. Yeah. You know, we think we're more important than them. We think we uh, have more value than them. We think that our opinion matters more than them. Um, and that's just not true. Um, you know, Jesus opinion matters more than both of us, but, um, we have as much value as they do, especially in Jesus's eyes. And it breaks his heart when, you know, one of those lost coins chooses not to come back, um, chooses not to, to follow Jesus. Um, and Jesus is now separated from him for eternity or her for eternity. Like that's going to break his heart and it should break our hearts. Um, and oftentimes we, I think we even talked about this last episode and Andrew jump in whenever you're ready. I don't know what the sound looks like on your end, but, um, we, we look at, um, um, what was I going to say? I got distracted, Andrew. <laughs> you blame Catherine. I don't know. We'll, you we'll have to punish her for you're this. You're going into a great tangent and I'm sorry to, I know to it was going to be a good on, thought and I had it. I was going to ask you the question of how much of this is like a leadership, uh, how much of this should be interpreted as a leadership verse or verses, you know, of like chasing after the lost sheep, chasing the lost coin. Uh, Because you've had, you've been a pastor for a long time. Um, What do you think kind of about that model of chase the one? Yeah. um, Uh, yes, it's a leadership verse in the sense that leadership is just influence and we all have influence. I'd hate to label it a leadership verse and those that don't consider themselves leaders, though they are because they have influence with somebody. Yeah. Um, don't feel like they should apply it to their own lives. And I think there's there's that piece of it too. Um, yeah, I, man, it's, it's difficult. Um, it, it's difficult to take 
the place of Jesus in this story. Yes, we all want to be chasing after the one. Yeah. Um, yes, we all want those that don't know Jesus to come to know Jesus because it breaks our hearts. It should break our hearts when they don't know Jesus. Um, and it's not a matter of convincing them to know Jesus. It's just a matter of like, I, I just want you to experience what I've experienced. But if what you've experienced isn't hope, isn't joy, then why the heck would anyone want it? We talked about that last episode. Um, so I, I think it's worth, um, the, the problem we run into is, well, we think these individuals are lost. We're going to chase them no matter what. We're going to turn everything upside down to find that one that one coin. Um, and I think it's it's you're getting into a little bit scary water if you put yourself in as Jesus in the story. Yeah. Um, because you think your way is now justified to um, um, chase after someone no holds bar. Like I'm going to do everything I can to convince them to, so I'm going to manipulate, I'm going to control, or I'm going to try to do those things to get them to follow Jesus. Right. We see this with, with parents and their children. Um, you know, the children that have, that have gone astray, um, that aren't following Jesus anymore, that they justify their actions of, I get to manipulate, I get to change, I get to shame, I get to, um, control what I can, you know, can control in their lives, um, to get them to do what I want them to do. Um, and that's, I, I don't believe that's how Jesus chases after people. Um, we know that's not how Jesus chased yeah, after people. Exactly. We see it throughout mm-hmm. scripture. Um, but we see verses like this and we think we have the right to do those things. And we just don't, um, we don't get to chase people that way. We get to chase people with deep amount of love and care. Um, and you know, as Peter's, you know, we read the Peter verses last week or, or we, maybe we just quoted them. I don't remember. Um, but you know, uh, be ready to give an account for why you have the hope that you have, uh, but do it, um, with, let me see if I can find it real quick with gentleness and yeah. great respect, keeping a clear conscience of those who speak, uh, maliciously against you, uh, against our, your good behavior in Christ or not, or maybe ashamed of their slander. Uh, but do this with gentleness, respect, and keeping a clear conscience, I think is extremely important. Um, and if I'm, if I'm trying to manipulate situations to get you to do what I want you to do, that's not, that's not respect. Um, I'm not valuing you. I'm valuing my ways and how I think is right. Um, rather than valuing you as a human being, um, because how we love to give an account looks a lot differently than how we, um, uh, how we, uh, negotiate or debate. Um, and that's not. That's not our position, um, our lifestyle and how we live this life, not morally, but just the hope and the trust in Jesus that we have, no matter how hard this life gets, um, like that should be attractive to people. Um, and it is, we all know that like we, whether, whether people follow Jesus or don't, when we see hope in their life, hope's attractive. It just is. Um, so we want to chase after those things. Um, and it's the same with us. If, if we live with such a great hope, like that's attractive. People want to know why you have hope, especially when life gets hard and you can still hold on to the things of Jesus. Like, man, that's a big deal. Um, and I think it's so often lost because we don't, um, uh, we don't take the time to figure out what are we putting our trust in that isn't Jesus. So our hope ends up being in, in a different place. Oh, look who's joining the podcast. I don't Catherine, want what's wrong? Say oh, she can't hear me, can no, she? No, she can't hear you. I'm sorry, Josh and people. 
for Catherine. Uh, hey, hey, parenting is parenting is life. Sometimes you're all right. Dude. Yeah, and in our it work happens from home to environment, you know, it is what it is. Um, but Josh, which is always your environment, which is always funny to me. I know. I was always work from home even before it was the normal. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. You're. I think you're right in in the leadership side of like. You don't want to start saying, well, we are Jesus in this story and kind of um, putting yourself in a place you shouldn't be in. That totally makes sense. Um, and I honestly think if you take nothing else from this, um, one of the biggest things is like don't don't discount people who... Don't discount people who you what? be. That's your issue right there, dude. What are you doing giving your two-year-old coffee? Oh, toffee. Yeah, some English she toffee. She wants the coffee. That's right. Sorry, guys. I know everyone's just waiting in anticipation. I'm watching this happen on the screen. He's trying to feed her the toffee, but life's just so hard she doesn't want it. <laughs> oh, how often do we feel that way, though, as, as, as humans? We're just so frustrated with you know not getting what we want or the way that we want it and end up um, – uh, in in this frustration that we really just caused ourselves, um, but I think it's worth if if we continue in, in Luke chapter fifteen, um, we get to the story of the prodigal son, um, and this is a famous story. I assume you've yes. probably heard it at some point uh, in your in your Jesus journey. Um, we don't go through the whole story. We don't read verse by verse, um, and the reason we chose to do that is we want you to. Um, we believe that when we read God's word in relationship with Jesus, that he speaks and he speaks to your soul and your heart. And this is one of the primary ways that we foster a relationship with Jesus is to spend time in, in relationship with Jesus, reading his word and then prayer. Um, so that's one of the reasons we don't read it. But we do highly recommend you go back uh, and or pause this and, and read it. Um, it is Luke chapter 15. Um, the whole chapter is these three stories, the lost sheep, the lost yes. coin, the lost son. Um, or the prodigal son, as, as some translations would, would put it. Um, but I'll, I'll give you just a brief understanding of the prodigal lung, prodigal lung, the prodigal lung story. Prodigal um, lung. Yeah, you had two lungs, one left. Uh, it was a bad day. <laughs> prodigal son story. Um, there's a, there's a, a father. He had two sons, uh, an older son and a younger son. The older son um, was very close to the father and had everything that the father had. He ran his father's uh, land, uh, whether it's animals or... Um, farming land. I don't remember off the top of my head. Could have been both. Who knows? And then he had a younger son and the younger said, you know, I don't, I just want my inheritance. I want out. Um, I don't want to live this life with you any longer father. Um, and now the representation that we see in the story is the father is God, the father, uh, the son, the younger son is, is those that, that run away from, from Jesus that choose to live life their way rather than Jesus way. And then the, the son is, is those that um, have always been with the father in this case, the religious Jewish leaders that Jesus is talking to in these parables. Um, so there's that piece. So it's really those that don't follow God and those that follow God would, would fall into two categories. Uh, the son, the younger son runs off, lives the life as he wants to completely squanders everything God has given him. Um, and eventually comes, uh, back home after kind of saying to himself, like, well, even my servants, um, live better than what I'm living right now. I'm going to go back and be with my father. Um, and you know, as the son returned home, the father saw him off at a distance and went running after him, um, with arms open wide, ready to just grab him and hold him tight. Um, excited and, you know, through a huge celebration to celebrate that the, that the younger son is home. 
Um, and the older brother became really angry. Uh, he refused to go in for the party. Um, he got frustrated by, by everything going on. Um, so his father went out to look for him and, and plead with him. Uh, but the um, older son's response, this is verse 29 of Luke chapter uh, uh, 15, uh, this is the NIV belief. Uh, but he says, look, all these years I've been slaving for you, never disobeyed at your orders, yet you never gave me even one young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when you're this son of yours, this son of yours, not my brother, this son of yours, this son of who yours. squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. And then here's the beautiful words of the, of the father is these are the same words of God, the father. He says, my son, the father said, you're always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours knows how he turned that back, um, was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now he is found. Um, I think so often we as followers of Jesus, um, take the position of, of the older brother that we're frustrated because things aren't working out the way that we should. Um, but God is blessing those that seem to um, be running away from him or choosing to ignore his existence. Um, however they, they, you know, play that out in their lives. Um, and yet, you know, um, not only does, you know, the father of the story open the son with open arms and ex, is ex, you know exuberant because you know his son was dead and now he's alive he was lost and now he's found um oftentimes um or sorry what uh, that's what i was going to say is uh he turned that and said no 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 it's not my son this is this is you this brother of yours i think is is a valuable thing to look at of no 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 you're connected to him as much as as i'm connected to him yeah, you, this is family that you're bringing home. Why, why are you so frustrated? Like your, your brother was lost. Like, why weren't you uh, distraught and brokenhearted while your brother was gone? Um, I think too often we pick up ourselves in the story. And this is a good question to ask, which, which character do you play? Are you the father? Are you the, the older brother? Are you the, you the younger son? And I think so often the, the place we put ourselves is we're the father. And we're just not, <laughs> um, we're the younger brother. Um, and the young, we should be the younger brother with such care and love like the father, um, that yeah. we are excited that, that our, our lost brother is now home or our lost sitter, sister is now home. Um, like that should be our a mentality, but oftentimes it, our mentality is exactly what the older brother's mentality was. And we're frustrated mm-hmm. saying, God, you, you're giving him so much when you gave me nothing. Uh, yeah. And his response is, what do you mean? I gave you nothing. Everything I have is yours. Like you've enjoyed it all. Um, yeah. I think we miss it too. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And um, I don't know, it's maybe we're too high and mighty and we see ourselves as the, as the father, you know, but this is really yep. a story about just in line with the lost sheep or the lost coin of if you're missing one, don't you drop everything else and go and find that one. Um, yep. In this case, it's a little different because the son comes back, but the reality is son's coming back home expecting to just be a servant and, and expecting yeah. to like, you know, feed the pigs yeah, he's humbled and do himself. all of that work. Um, and the, the dad, the father sees him from far off and says, we're throwing a party quick servant. Take my best robes, take these golden rings, go put them on his fingers 
um, kill the fattened calf. Like we're we're celebrating because this son that was dead is now alive. You know, this son that had left home is back home, came home mm-hmm. in a better way than than when he left. And it mm-hmm. that's just the like that that's what always gets me about this story is that the son is walking up. You know, this is me adding to it a little bit, but he's walking up the long driveway, you know, in my mind. And and the dad's rushing out, like, bringing the best robes, mm-hmm. bringing... And the son's, like, stinking, you know, sweaty, ragged clothes, like, barely making it back home. And the dad just can't wait to give him a hug, can't wait to invite him in, can't wait to yeah. celebrate that his son is back, you know? And... uh it's just, it's, it's grace, right? The guy came back not thinking he deserved it, thinking, well, I can at least plead with my dad and maybe be a servant on the farm. And the dad's like, no, yeah. I'm going to give you the kingdom, even though you already took half. You already took half. You already took what you deserved contractually yeah. as my son. I'm going to give you the whole thing. You know, I'm going to yeah. not cut the other brother out, but I'm going to welcome you arms wide open. So it's just... uh I don't know just beautiful man that, that yeah i think too breaks. like i think the thing i'm taking away as, as we read these verses today is we're not the father we're not the shepherd and we're not the one that lost the coin um we're a sheep we're one of the coins and we're the older brother uh, if yeah. you're a follower of jesus um and i think that's all like the, these stories are so beautiful in portraying the character of god um you know it, we get to see the love, the care that God is willing to go after every human, you know, human, um, yeah. you know, no one is too far gone from, from his salvation, um, and from his relationship, um, everything can be restored, which is a beautiful story. But I think us as Christians so often put ourselves in as Jesus, um, and it's not our job, um, we should be helping Jesus find those lost people. That should be our heart. Um, but it's not our job to find them. Um, it's our job to live life with, with the father, just like the older son did. Um, the older, you know, the father didn't tell the son, go, you know, the older son to go find his brother. Um, you know, it wasn't up to him to do the work. Um, it was up to him to live with him and then allow that to be, um, the, the laurel essentially that came in. Cause you know, you got to think the younger brother was probably thinking about his older brother. You know, yeah, he was thinking about the, the, um, um, servants as well, but he's thinking like, he's probably thinking about his older brother of like, no, like he has, he has everything that my father had. He's, he's my father's right hand man. Like I'm missing out on so much and I want it back. Um, you know, I'll yeah, take that's even my a dad's favorite position. son, right? He's yeah. the favorite. I suck. I messed up. I royally screwed up. You know, he's yeah. gotta be. So I think it's important that. for us. Don't put yourself in the story as God. That's not your job. Put yourself in the story as you know, like we said, the coin, the, the, the sheep or, or the older brother, um, I think is the posture we should be taking. And then, yeah, have the, have the heart and the character of God in the story. We want to see those that are lost be found. Um, we want to live a life that draws, you know, those that are lost found back in, um, or in for the first time if, if, um, you know, they've never known Jesus at all. Um, but it's not our job to play God. Um, and I always say this to like parents, it's not your job to be God in this story. Um, so say you have a child that's, that's walked away from the faith, um, or maybe never believed, but grew up in your home. So they're around the faith. Um, it's not your God to be, it's not your job to be God in the story. Um, you're not the one chasing after and pursuing that individual like God does. You're the one that's, that's loving them well when they're around, 
um, being in good relationship and loving as Jesus has commanded us to love, but saving them isn't your job. It's Jesus's job. Let Jesus do what he does. Um, and now if your son or daughter chooses to never come back, that's heartbreaking. But even if you controlled them and manipulated them to come back, is the conversion real? Probably not. Um, they're just doing it to appease you and they stand before judgment. That's going to be a rough day for them. Um, so, so do it, you know, love in such a way that Jesus commanded us to love, but don't take the role of God. Um, we don't save people. We have no power to save people. We just introduce them to the story and the message of Jesus that does save people. And we live that in such a way with great hope and love for, for God and for others. Um, that's attractive. I mean, people are going to ask us to give an account for why you are the way that you are. And I think there's something to that. I think there's a lot to that. And Josh, I also think that you did an amazing solo podcast. <laughs> because at least you're, at least you're editing it, and you'll be able to go through and cut out all the dead times and make it sound really good. So we even better I will. I will. Than, than, it, than we went off to be. Catherine is, has got her taffy, and she looks really happy. Um, <laughs> it's all over her faith. She wants faith a bit all more. over her face. We can get to speaking better. Um, yeah. But hey, this this series is going to keep going. We're going to keep tackling uh, different parables um, as as we just learn to to love God and love people better, um, and just understand the kingdom that Jesus created, where we love uh, Him and others better, um, and just try to live into that. Um, well, um, Christianity isn't a a religion of do's and don'ts. It's a relationship with Jesus that even though we are still sinners, Christ came and died for us. Even though we are new creations and still struggle with sin, Jesus still is present, loves us deeply, um, and is eager to see us experience everything he has for us in this life. Um, so continue to follow him, continue to chase after him when you stumble and screw up. And when you sin and are hurtful to people, um, ask for forgiveness, stand back up, brush yourself off, and move right along because that's the gospel. Um, nothing in this life, whether you know Jesus or don't know Jesus, has the ability to separate you from Jesus if you choose to come back to Jesus. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.